There are signs of life in Louisville's restaurant scene, with a couple of new places opening their doors. Also, it looks like soccer is coming back to Louisville, but minor league baseball is shelved. We'll chat about all of the above on the Access Louisville podcast. It's coming up. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Haley Cawthon. Hi there. And Jason Thomas. Thanks for listening in. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. So guys, Papa John's rolled out a new pizza called the Shakaroni, which is a pie that Papa John's pitchman and board member Shaquille O'Neal uh, created himself. It's not the most creative pizza ever. It's basically an extra large pie with extra cheese and extra pepperoni. But a portion of the proceeds go to charity. So my question to you is, uh, what's your go-to type of pizza and how often do you order it? I'll start here. Unfortunately, me and my wife both just love pepperoni pizza. <laughs> Neither of us like vegetables that much. So I actually ordered a shakaroni last night. Oh. I thought it was it was perfect for me because I, I do love pepperoni pizza. But Jason, I'll start with you. Um, uh, what's yeah. your favorite kind of pizza to order? I mean, do you go supreme or do you do? No, do, you, do you... <laughs> it just kind of depends. I'm kind of pretty basic too when it comes to pizza. I love me some mushroom mushroom and pepperoni. So I'll, I'll add some vegetables. I'll throw some mushrooms. In. Not, not quite right. the shakaroni. So, but you know, I'm, I live in the Germantown area, so my go-to is the post. Uh, we go go there. Yeah, yeah, maybe about once a month, probably every mm-hmm. six weeks or so. Not a ton, not a ton. But if if I'm getting like frozen pizza, it's weird because I'll get like a, a supreme and get all the veggies. I don't know where. Nice. Maybe it's just when I get that at the post, it's just like so loaded with veggies, it's just like overwhelming. So when I go there, yeah. I just kind of like keep it basic. Does the post uh, deliver or are they uh, just No, pick up? it's just pickup. I wish they delivered, but yeah. yeah, during the coronavirus, it's just been pickup only. Gotcha. Don't think they've How opened the dining yet. I'm sorry, oh, you cut out there. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a big pizza person and uh, I don't discriminate on pizza. I, I will eat basically any pizza, including uh, ones that other people won't eat. <laughs> um, <laughs> like fast food pizza i guess like little caesars or whatever but i'll eat it all i don't care um <laughs> but my favorite pizza is something called the illinois central and it you can find it at mother bears pizza in bloomington indiana mm. and man mm. it's like it's like a barbecue chicken pizza with red onions um barbecue chicken's like, good on pizza yeah it is pretty cheese, tasty and you can get it like in a pan and so it's just like really thick and really good and I don't know. Mm. I just really yeah. like it. So that's always been my favorite and I've been wanting to take a trip back up to Bloomington to get that, but I haven't seen if Mother Paris is um <laughs> open or what. So Yeah. Um but no, love that pizza. Um love a lot of pizza in Louisville and southern Indiana too. I'll just eat it all. Um yeah, for the record, I think I think Shaq's uh pizza creation is a good thing because uh like david said a lot of people love just you know plain pepperoni and cheese pizza it's fine <laughs> um mm-hmm. and it's a common yeah. 
a common pizza yeah, so favorite. Yeah, so more money so will go to charity. Why not get the most people to like it? Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. So, yeah. Do you all eat the bones? Uh, the crust? The no. Oh. <laughs> Bone, the bones, man. The bones. I thought that was a KFC heard. thing. Um, <laughs> I hate the bones. Do you remember that advertising? It did, it, I, do you remember I that? I don't yeah. remember that. <laughs> it's pretty um, older then, folks here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, KFC had uh, boneless chicken breast or, oh. or strips or something, and they were like, <laughs> Their advertising campaigns was I ate the bones because the guy thought like, that he ate, ate it all. But, um, so my, my four no, year old does not eat the crust, so I, I would eat the crust. Um, mm-hmm. Depends on the mm-hmm. crust. If it's Papa John's, no, I don't like the crust that much. But um, yeah, it's pretty. That's pretty that's, doughy. Yeah, yeah, it is. But some other places, I, I really do like the crust. So yeah, um, I like the crust at some places, um, but I try to always order pan pizza. I don't know why because. Like the crust on pan pizza isn't like as crusty. <laughs> yeah, if that hmm. makes sense. <laughs> I mean, there's more of it, and pan pizza is generally thicker, but you don't have yeah. that like crust on the outside, like that outside. Without any, mm-hmm. yeah, without any sauce or whatever. But that's why I like the post because it's a thin crust. I, I don't, I don't like the the uh, the thick doughy crust. Yeah, no. I like thin crust too. Mm-hmm. Um, Feels yeah, healthier. I can pizza all day. Um, <laughs> Haley, I hope this isn't an embarrassing story, but one day on uh, on our teens chat, you brought up the fact that you're eating uh, Tostino's pizza rolls, and that yes. set off a wave <laughs> of everyone in the newsroom, <laughs> including myself, getting some Tostino's Craving. pizza rolls. So, yes. <laughs> I don't know if everyone got one, but I, I, did, I, I didn't cave in. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I like to post um, in our teams chat just on like the sad meal choices i'm making for myself like earlier this week i posted that i ate apple pie for lunch so um <laughs> doing well here in quarantine by myself <laughs> i'd be curious yeah. to know if the frozen pizza sales have like skyrocketed during coronavirus i don't oh, think so surely. And they're so they're so handy so yeah <laughs> i um speaking of bad meal choices i ate uh, a leftover slice of the shakaroni for breakfast so oh uh, cold or heated up Eat it up. I no. can't do cold pizza. I, I can't like either. I can't. I, I hate I cold pizza. It. Oh, really? I'm, wow. Three yeah. Oh, we're all in. Yeah. Usually there's one in every crowd that likes, uh, that likes <laughs> no. cold pizza. I guess it must oh, be you. like one out of four and we're the three. Yeah, it must be one out of four. <laughs> not a one in three. <laughs> we get one more person on here. Um, so I think we're going to talk about food like pretty much the entire show. Uh, I don't know. I'll switch gears uh, and we'll talk about some new restaurants that have been coming into town. Um, and Haley, you've been kind of cranking out restaurant stories uh, for the last few weeks. First, tell us about La Bogue de Guita de Mima. Hang yeah. on, let me try that one more time. Let me try this. La Bodeguita de Mima. Is that right? I think it's Mima, but that's Mima? better than okay. I've ever... I think that's better than I've ever done at pronouncing it. Um, I, I've just been calling it the yellow restaurant in New Lou. <laughs> I, I have such a hard time. La, La Bodeguita de Mima. That's probably the I best I can do. I spelled it out phonetically and stumbled through it. So I yeah, was like, it's, uh, it's difficult to pronounce. I think people will just call it like de Mima. It's four syllables. Yeah, what, yeah what are the, what's the shortened uh, name going to be, you think, when people want to go there? Call I don't know. Mima. <laughs> <laughs> Mima, Mima. <laughs> the yellow place. La Bodeguita. Yeah. 
I like my name, the Yellow Restaurant. Better every time. You can't yeah, miss the, it. Yeah, it's yeah, a new Cuban place, right? So yeah. it's, uh, uh, what's going on there? Who's behind that one? Yeah, so it's the Olay Hospitality Group guys um, and girl. Uh, Chef Fernando Martinez, his wife Christina, uh, Yanni Martinez, and Rick Moore are the four partners behind that restaurant group. Um, and you might have heard their names before, mostly because uh, they're the ones behind El Taco Luchador, behind Steak and Bourbon. Uh, they open Muscle and Burger Bar. And I think Chef Fernando Martinez was one of the um, people who originally opened Havana Rumba, if I um, remember that correctly <laughs> from my notes. But uh, for the past 10 years or so, he's um, he's really been wanting to open this old school Cuban restaurant like you would find in old Havana because mm-hmm. uh, he's a native of Cuba. And so he wanted something that reminded him of home where he could serve the meals that he grew up with as a child that his mom cooked, his grandma cooked. And so this is really like a labor of love, something that like he's been uh, gestating. Is that the right word? <laughs> for like no, the past, that's good. Yeah. For the past 10 <laughs> years, he's been like collecting items that he wants to be in this restaurant. and. So he's put a lot of like thought and time into uh, creating this space, and they found they found the perfect restaurant last year. Um, the space on Market Street, it's seven seven twenty five East Market, um, and they've completely redone it. It's um, you know renovated inside and out, yellow on the outside. Obviously, yeah, it used to be a funeral home. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so. So uh, anyways, they found the perfect spot. And now uh, they were delayed a little bit by coronavirus, but um, I've walked by it many a times and they say they, they get people knocking on their doors like all the time asking when they're going to open. But now they have hmm. a sign out there that says we're not opening until July 8th. <laughs> yeah. Answer that the question photos, at least. Yeah, the photos look amazing. Uh, yeah, especially, a uh, Yeah. One of the desserts is a chocolate cigar that's actually served in a cigar box. Right? Yes. Uh, it's in smoking. The, it's smoking. And you it's open a, the, the top. Yeah, they put like <laughs> they put like smoke in it so that when you open the box, there like smoke comes out. They get pretty creative with like the plating of some of these things. Like they want uh-huh. it to be fun and kind of whimsical. Like all the dishes they said are like very simple traditional Cuban dishes that they you know tried to replicate from their parents and grandparents. <clears throat> Um, but they wanted to present it in like an elevated and more fun and um, upscale way. So um, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of exciting twists that people will find on their plates. Nice. Nice. Um, so and then th- that's that's one of the new restaurants you've written about. You also wrote about uh, Barcelona Bistro Bar. And there's an interesting founder behind that one. Right. So uh, what's going on there? Yeah. Um, so I. I think this was last week, maybe, but I was talking yeah. with uh, Alba Clementson. Her first name is, I think, Maria, but she goes by Alba, um, and she's a Spanish actress. <laughs> um, she's <laughs> a native of Barcelona, and she worked as a voiceover actress in Spain, so when they would get a movie from the U.S., she would uh, do voiceovers for um, some of the female characters in those movies and TV shows. Um, like Lisa Kudrow from Friends, um, Sandra Bullock movies. Uh, and so she would translate them uh, into Spanish and Catalan. 
So uh, that's what she did primarily. Um, And she told me, like, people ask her all the time if she's a chef. And she's like, well, no, not in the traditional, like, culinary trained way. Um, But in Spain, all we do is cook. Like, we cook Mm. most of our own meals. Um, Mm. And so she grew up just, you know, cooking with her mother, um, making Spanish dishes. So she, she wanted to bring that here to Louisville because she moved here in... I want to say 2018 with her husband, Mark, who is American. Uh, Mark moved here for his job. And so uh, she wanted to, she was still doing voice acting work, like flying back to Spain (laughs) um, to be a voice (laughs) actress. Uh, But she wanted to do something here um, because this is where she's living now. And so she uh, opened this restaurant in Jeffersonville or Jefferson Town. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I'm digging in the, uh, yeah, I'm digging all this culture that's coming to town with these restaurants yeah um and then last one uh is a couple of new restaurants heading into the griff's space if you don't know what that is as the former o'malley's corner many uh, a memory there yeah uh, maybe you can show my age here some some stories of o'malley's corner um what's that second and liberty is that right uh-huh. Yes. Home. Yeah. So uh, what's coming in there? Griff's yeah. obviously, it, it had only been there for like, what, eight months or something, and, and then it closed down. Uh, I think it was open for like a little over a year, because I think they opened in at the end of 2018. And so okay. they were open, open through 2019, and then they closed in February, um, kind of out of the blue. And yeah. um. So right before the outbreak, well, yeah. Go on, yeah. So, so this story actually came um, to me through an alcohol permit filing, <laughs> maybe. <Yeah. laughs> um, and so I started putting some feelers out there about that. Um, but there's a new restaurant group behind these two new restaurants. So Griff's is going to turn into two restaurants instead of one. It's a 10,000 square foot space, so they certainly have room to do that. Um, but mm-hmm. the restaurant group is called Craft. Yeah. It's called Craft Culture Concepts Development Group, and uh, the one of the owners behind it also owns Parlor, the pizza place in Jeffersonville, and Louisville's Crescent Hill Craft House. So the the two new restaurants that they're working on, the first one is called um, Smoked on Second, which is going to be like a local barbecue smokehouse offering authentic smoked on-site barbecue and made-from-scratch sides. Hmm. Um, complete with a full craft bar. So they're going to also have like live music there from local and nationally touring artists. Um, so that's kind of the, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like an everyday place. Um, but then they're going to mm-hmm. have an upscale place called 133, which is uh, a nod to the Liberty Street address. It's 133... What is that? East um, Liberty? West East Liberty? Liberty? Yes, I, I can't remember. East. It divides right around there. But. Yes, but that's, an, that's a tie to their address. That's where the 133 name came from. And it's going to be more upscale um, with a local flair. Um, it's going to have handcrafted, locally sourced menu items, plus a large bourbon-centric bar. Um, and they didn't really give much more details outside of that. I'm assuming it's going to be more of like a farm to table high end type of place where they're sourcing local ingredients and, um, you know, produce and that type of thing. 
All right. That's that spot seems kind of cursed as of late. I hope they do well. Yeah, um, I think it's a tough time for uh, businesses trying to open in downtown right now because all the offices haven't come back to work yet. So Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of us still working from home and um, they're really missing that traffic. Yeah. Yeah, um, And uh, that space is also just huge. And it's just hard to, I'm glad they're breaking it into two because Griff's was, was, you know, huge. Um, And there has to be something with smoking restaurants. It seems like there's (laughs) been a lot of those lately, like just a lot of like smokehouses. Barbecue. It must be like very successful. Um, Well, I don't think there's any other like barbecue type restaurants downtown. I'm trying to think. When I first heard about it, I'm like, I don't know. Smokehouses right there, but I don't know if they do barbecue. Um, Yeah, they they do. I, you can smell the smoke all the time. But, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty close. I've eaten there before. So, yes, they do have barbecue. <laughs> um, also, yeah. against the grain, they had a smokehouse, or they have a smokehouse, but it's temporarily closed. That's right. Um, which we just yeah. found out yesterday that they're temporarily closing that for a while, and they're going to reimagine that space. So, they said it's still going to be a barbecue, a smoked barbecue concept, but it's going to be different. So, um. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious to see what that's going to look like on the other side of this. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then, uh, Jason, you just wrote about a couple more downtown restaurants. These are not new, but they're reopening right. after the outbreak. Uh, yeah. Which one were those? Oh, it's Whiskey Dry and uh, what's the other one? Walker's Exchange. Walker's Exchange. Yeah. So what's going on there? Did, yeah. Did you... yeah whiskey, uh, whiskey Dry opened Friday. And the cool thing about that is, you know, Haley's written a lot about this. Uh, Edward Lee owns Whiskey Dry, obviously, and he closed Milkwood to create the uh, kitchen for the Magatee Community Kitchen. And Haley wrote an awesome cover story on the chef there, Nikia Rhodes. So check that out. But um, yeah, yeah, Whiskey yeah. Whiskey Dry is uh, it's open for business for uh, lunch and dinner, open Friday. So they're going to use some of the um, actually some of the favorites from Milkwood. He's added that to the Whiskey Dry menu. So if you're missing some of your favorites from there, head over to Whiskey Dry. Walker's, Walker's Exchange, that's a golf yeah. house, right? That's right. It's in the West Tower. The cool thing about this, I didn't even know this. It opened up a patio, and the patio overlooks the Belvedere, and there's shade from the third floor of the golf house. So I never even knew that was there. Yeah. So that's probably a good different. thing because of you know, people yeah. don't need outside. Because of the and apparently it's pandemic. huge. Yeah, and I, I've been there. Well, I haven't eaten there yet. But I've been there to interview people <laughs> when it, back when it first opened. Um, and I think you can actually get into the restaurant from, uh, hmm. what is that, 3rd Street? I think it's 3rd uh, Street. Or maybe it's 5th right. Street. Either way, like the street adjacent to 4th Street, like you can be outside on the street and then get into the restaurant without having to go into the hotel, I think oh, is what I remember correctly. It must be 5th Street if it's the West Tower. It is. Yeah. yeah, I think it's history. And I think the patio is just like right up against the hotel. Um, and you can just like walk right out onto the Belvedere from there. So hmm. that's cool. Yeah. And if you need a right. bourbon fix, Jockey Silks opened up too, uh, which is adjacent to Walker's Exchange. So. And they're doing oh, yeah, small yeah, bites. Yeah. yeah, And that's kind of a bourbon bar type place, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, so I guess, did, you know, Haley, did you... You know, you talked about just opening during the coronavirus and how um, scary that is for for some of these guys. And do you hear any comments about that? Yeah. Um, So I think for the most part, the general consensus is like people are just happy to be open at any capacity because 
you know, take out and carry out weren't sustaining them. Delivery wasn't sustaining them. So any extra revenue that they can get right now has been helpful. But then I've actually heard from a couple of people that haven't reopened to diners as quickly as some other restaurants just because, you know, they're worried. They're not really sure, you know, if they're going to have to close again because mm. they don't want to order all of that food to stock to have available to make and then maybe maybe we get shut down again or maybe like people are hesitant to go out to eat and so all of that food goes to waste or some of that food goes to waste so i think they're just really like wary of how they're coming back and so some people have still just been doing takeout um almost exclusively like ryan rogers with um barvetti uh, Royals and Feast Barbecue, <clears throat> he said, high cotton hospitality. You know, he wanted to make sure his employees were safe. He wanted to make sure, like, they could get testing if needed. So he's actually been going out to eat himself and um, huh. going and getting tested. <laughs> he's, hmm. I think, when I talked to him, he'd been tested like three times. Um, oh, wow. And he said it. He said it's very easy to get tested. So, like, the links that these restaurant people are going through to make sure that their employees are safe is like a really big deal. Um, and yeah, yeah so, the, yeah, so they're putting a lot of effort into it, a lot of thought into it. Um, but I mean, they're cleaning standards. They, they're graded. Like they're probably the only industry that's graded on their health <laughs> standards. Um, mm-hmm. well regulated in such a way where they're graded by the health department. So, I mean, they were already doing a lot. Um, that we would want them to be doing during this this time, but um, they've really put some extra thought into it, from what I hear. Yeah, um, so I think work. It, I think it takes a special type to open a restaurant to begin with. You know, like that's a lot of risk. So, um, so you know, it's good that they're. I guess you just got to be brave to be in that industry, and <laughs> yeah. you got now you got to be even braver because of this pandemic. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a fine line too to decide when to open and you know when to wait a little bit. Speaking of pizza, I went to the neighborhood bar last night to pick up a couple of pizza for the kiddos, and it's the first time I kind of ventured out to the bar slash restaurant, and I was I was shocked at how few people were wearing masks. Oh really? Granted, a lot of it was out. They have a big outdoor area, but I went inside and there were maybe and it was packed. There were probably seventy five people in there, and I saw maybe three people wearing masks. It's, it's, wow. Yeah. Yes, that's why kind that's of blew me away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've, I went down Bartown Road last week, just passing through, and um, saw saw like a bunch of you know people out on patios and stuff, and you know they they were, mm-hmm. I guess were academically six feet apart, but it mm-hmm. sure looked crowded. So yeah, <laughs> I don't think yeah. I'd, I'd be going in there. Which is a good segue for my next question. Have you guys <laughs> dined out much, uh, Haley? I know you mentioned you went out. Uh, what's yeah. over the weekend? Um, I went out for the first time since March on Saturday. Um, took my friends from northern Indiana who came down for the weekend um, to Lemieux for brunch. And um, so it was very weird. It was very weird, number one, because Lemieux's parking lot is empty. And if you've ever been to Lemieux, like, it's always jam-packed um, in normal times. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. so, that, so that at first I'm like, did I make the reservations wrong? Are they closed? <laughs> um, but but they didn't open until 10, and that's when our reservation was for. Um, and so there was, like, this kind of awkward moment where, like, there was probably six different groups, like, 
standing away from each other, just waiting to walk in when the doors opened, when our reservations were. Um, And so that was kind of weird. I would say like my group and another group, we were all wearing masks, but then a couple of the other groups, no one was wearing masks and you're supposed to wear them when you walk in. And then when you get to your table to eat, you can take them off. Um, But so that was weird. And then (laughs) um, we kind of all tried to space ourselves like as we were going in. um, And Lemu is actually doing temperature checks for all of their guests that come in to make sure no one has any kind of fever. Um, I think the temperature had to be below 100.4 Fahrenheit. Um, So we all passed and we ate. they had like plastic dividers in between the tables. Like, um, I don't know if they're like dividers is the right word. They're more like tarps. Um, I don't know. It it was just a very different feeling. than A little surreal, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and our, our waiter was super nice. Um, he was wearing gloves. He was wearing a mask. Um, they had like little cards on their menus saying that they had been, uh, sanitized and uh what's the word um anyways the the little card just said that they've been like covid19 cleaned or mm-hmm. free from covid19 or something like that so i thought well that's interesting i hadn't heard of people doing that and it was just a very different feeling than like going out to eat normally and it makes yeah. me like really worry how long people can sustain that um yeah I know. So I was Indiana, thinking, like, how long is this going to last? <laughs> yeah. And w- with the way everything's going in, like, states outside of Kentucky, it makes me concerned mm. that, like, two or three weeks from now, like, we could be in a similar period if people still aren't, like, wearing their masks and doing what they're supposed to. Mm. Um, but it's even worse in Indiana, I would say, in terms of getting people to wear masks. I hardly see anyone in southern Indiana wearing masks where I right. live. Um, and the restaurants are always packed, um, as packed as much as they can be, I guess. Um, so it's just weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was kind of thinking I'd be gung ho about it, but, uh, I've kind of retreated back after seeing so many, uh, seeing the cases, uh, go up so much and then seeing so many packed, uh, restaurants. I'm kind of like, nah, maybe that's meh. I can ride this out a little. Longer. Still get takeout. <laughs> you know. uh, yeah, I do restaurants though. Yeah. Well, plus, you know the the the. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, plus like takeout, carryout, delivery. Like everyone's gotten used to that convenience factor, and yeah. like the safe feeling right. of eating in their homes. So it's hard for them to make the transition back when like eating out seems a little bit more scarier right now and it's not really the same kind of dining experience you can't really replicate how it used to be um with these Mm -hmm. kind of new restrictions so yeah yeah it's not like a relaxing (laughs) it doesn't sound right it sounds like uncomfortable intense so yeah Mm -hmm. no i felt i I felt totally safe um because no one was around me and everyone had their temperature taken but it you just don't like feel like you're having as much fun as you normally would be. Mm-hmm. Right. Jason, you were well, saying something? Yeah. I was say yeah, bars, bars opened up at 50% capacity a couple of days ago and, uh, had some free time for once uh, yesterday afternoon without the kiddos. And I've been craving just kind of like filling up to a bar and having a beer and 
it's like I was all gung ho about it. And then I just like Haley was talking about with these other states and the spike in the coronavirus, and it's kind of got into my head. I'm like, yeah, I think I'll just sit on my porch and have a beer. You know, it's just yeah. not quite ready to take that leap yet. Yeah, <laughs> I miss people. I miss like just rubbing elbows and talking to people at the bar, but it's just ugh, I'm just not there yet. I guess. Yeah. Same. Yeah, uh, I'll move us on to um, our next topic, which is also about crowds. So that, like, um, the return of uh, sports is continuing, and we heard yesterday that uh, Little City FC is bringing back soccer with fans on July twelfth. Of course, they just built that new stadium, um, and uh, and and like I said in the intro, minor league baseball not happening this year in Louisville. Although major league baseball is coming back, they're going to have an expanded roster. So it would have been hard for minor leagues to even have a roster because so many players are going to the uh, the majors. But uh, so that's not happening this year. But I'm not like a huge sports fan. I think I've made this clear on the show. I'm I'm kind of a casual fan when it comes to sports, but I have missed them. I just missed something nonsensical being the topic of conversation. Uh, Distraction. Lately. But yes, very heavy conversations <laughs> about everything lately. So I missed like. <laughs> talking about you know basketball or, or baseball or whatever so uh so I'm, I'm glad to see him come back but i don't think i like um seeing him come back with fans just yet uh i know i sound like a preachy germaphobe but i swear i'm not um so i don't know have you guys missed sports are, are you guys into sports or you know do you see yourself going to a soccer game or anything um <laughs> go go ahead Haley. <laughs> So, like, if you would have asked me that question back in April, like, prior to, I don't know, everyone. So, I was really excited about Loose City's new season at the new stadium. Um, mm. And that opening date in April, I was like, oh, my husband works right by the stadium. He works at Stockyards. We'll just park at his work. We can walk to the stadium. We'll have a great time. And now I'm like, I don't know if I can, like, bear to go to a stadium with other people this year <laughs> mm-hmm. or until like we're for until sure the that there's out, man. Like... <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's the vaccine or what but it makes me really nervous that like large gatherings of people are going to be like ushered into an area and knowing that like some people aren't treating it as seriously as they should like yeah. it just seems i don't know makes me worry <laughs> Well, yeah, I consider myself a, a pretty big, yeah, pretty big sports fan. My brother-in-law is a college football coach, and you know, I love going to games in the, in the spring and in the, in the fall. And but you know, it's I think with the coronavirus, it's, it's just put put things in perspective. And I just I don't I don't find myself really caring much about what's happening in you know with Major League Baseball or you know uh, racing or even the Kentucky Derby. I just feel like there's I don't know, it's just so weighty right now with uh, the pandemic. Yeah. There's just more important things to care about. And it's just, it's really odd to feel that way, but it, that's how it is. And I'm, I'm in the same boat as Haley with large gatherings and these stadiums with the spike in the, the pandemic. And it's just, it's really leery of going anywhere where there's a large group of people. And, you know, I used to live, live in Indianapolis, obviously down here with the Derby and the Indianapolis 500. And, you know, even half mm-hmm. capacity at those huge places, it's a lot of people. And I just, I don't yeah, see how this could possibly happen safely. Yeah. 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 I'm kind of with you there. Um, I, I am glad to see sports come back without fans. Like baseball's mm-hmm. not going to have fans. So it'll be good to watch that again. Um, right. 
and soccer, you know, I've never been a huge soccer fan, but I'm trying to get into it because we got the team here now. Um, uh, you know, I think they're going to broadcast their first game on ESPN too. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And we can, uh, we can tune into that. So and that's how yeah. I'll watch it. But uh, Yeah. No I've been thanks, will- willing myself to, to <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm I'm like you. I've been kind of willing myself to be a, a soccer fan because it's so important here, and I do oh, want yeah, to check I'm out the stadium. To, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to. next year. Uh, you know, things settle down. I will definitely uh, definitely want to check out that stadium. But mm-hmm. um, and then lastly, before we go, we're running a little long here. Uh, it's Fourth of July week, and uh, I just want to see you know talk to acknowledge that. <laughs> see if you guys had any big. <laughs> summer plans uh mine you mentioned i should sit outside and have a beer earlier jason um i've done some big upgrades on my backyard in the last couple of weeks and mm-hmm. um, got some new patio furniture and i'm gonna paint my deck over the weekend so like yeah yeah as as i can't go anywhere to eat out i've been spending all this money just making my backyard look better um and uh and it's a nicer place to hang out as a result so i, I yeah yeah i think i'm, I'm, I'm gonna probably just be hanging out there over yeah, yeah, but uh, any, any so, big uh, yeah. summertime plans for you guys? It's it's so funny you mentioned that because I was just talking to my fiance the other day. We were I'm off the whole week after the Fourth of July, and we had a, a whole beach trip planned and everything. But as we've been talking about this, the spike in these cases, we're like, yeah, I don't think going to the beach is the best idea right now. So we're gonna just stay home and and uh, uh, try to enjoy uh, the area here. But I was just talking to my fiance, I'm like man, I've been planning to like power wash my deck and paint it and get some new furniture and hang up some cool Edison lights or something to just have a cool hangout. Man, I wish I would have done that before the, (laughs) right? Everybody needs the outdoor Edison lights, but I'm I'm a little jealous of what what you've been doing with your work there, but we're going to try to make it work. Just do some some day trips and that kind of thing. We're going to take it easy for the 4th of July. Yeah, that's same here. How about you, Haley? Anything going on? Uh, it's my birthday. <laughs> I oh, I wasn't born on Fourth of July, but my my birthday is tomorrow, um, Thursday, July second, and uh, mm-hmm. turning twenty seven. So I always used to like celebrate my birthday around Fourth of July weekend. Um, when I was a kid, it was more like actual parties with people. But um, now that I'm an adult, I would always just like go out to eat and go shopping, mm-hmm. or I don't know what I normally would do. But uh, this weekend, my uh, in-laws are coming from northern Indiana. Um, we haven't seen them since Christmas, um, and they've been missing us and wanting to see our new house. We just moved into a new house last month. Um, so they're going to come visit, and we're just all going to hang out, uh, probably order a lot of takeout. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking about looking into the caves to see if they were doing like private tours with like small groups or something, or like if they would let just four people walk through the cave because uh, we live right by Indiana Caverns and I know they're open. Squire Boone Caverns is near here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking about taking t- them to a cave, um, but it kind of depends on like how, how they're conducting tours. Cause I don't want to be in a tour group of like 20 people that seems irresponsible. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's small groups would be great there. Um, yep. If they did that, Haven't, maybe you can pay Haven't. extra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haley, you've been on, you've been on the Southern Indiana Cave Tour, is that right? You've been to every cave. Yeah, I've been on the Southern Indiana Cave Trail, which means that sure. I've been like to every cave in this area, and I have a T-shirt to prove it. <laughs> cool. Nice. 
Yeah, um, I'm a nerd. No, I like caves. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that's that's one of our many day trips that we're planning. There's so many cool caves around. Definitely want to check them out. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I've been to a couple of them there, but um, but definitely not been to all of them. I don't think I've been to Squire Boone. Squire uh, Boone's like great... probably the best in my fi- yeah, in my opinion. I've heard good things um, about that. I've been to Marengo so many times because like that was a constant field trip when I <laughs> yeah, was in I school. So. <laughs> What's the newest one that opened maybe like five years ago? Indiana Caverns, I would say. Yeah, I did a story on it when, for Business First. And it was like the best day because I was like, all right, see you later. Work. I'm going to go play <laughs> on Hang out. Time to do some private tour. Spelunking. There's like a canoe part in there. It's like really great. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, yeah, I think that's our show this week. Um I'm going to kind of let everybody go around the room real quick and you guys can share your social media handles. Uh, Haley, I'll start with you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BFLU Haley, H-A-L-E-Y. Um, I share a lot of restaurant news on there and I try to retweet the stories from my coworkers who have interesting stuff. Um, I'm also on Facebook where I've been sharing stuff on Louisville Takeout page. So you might see my name pop up in Louisville Takeout. Feel free to friend me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um that's who i am (laughs) in case anyone's coming to this show from that page not knowing like who Haley cawthon is that's fine (laughs) um and i'm also on linkedin yeah (laughs) Yeah, sure (laughs) um i'm also on linkedin but i'm very i'm pretty much inactive on there like i'll go in there and accept connection requests but that's about it so Apologies for shame that, but i know for shame i need to up my linkedin game but it was just like one thing that first i had to knock off we the list love <laughs> <Yes. laughs> where our readers go come on now. um jason where can people find you on social yeah you can check me out on twitter and instagram at scoop thomas all right and linkedin too i'm sure right oh yeah yeah just of jason course. thomas of course mm-hmm. um, <laughs> absolutely and uh yeah you can find me on twitter at bf lou david and instagram at dman3001 and on linkedin too of course um if you like what you hear please if you like what you hear on this podcast please consider subscribing to it on popular services like apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher or radio public uh reviews are also welcome if you have those we'd love to read them uh and uh that's it for this week thank you very much jason and Haley, and thank you guys for listening at home and we'll see you next time bye see ya bye